Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sarcastic Mind. I'm your host, Chris. I'm here with Justin in Dallas again, and we are going to be doing another movie death match. This time, Mighty Ducks versus Little Giants. Alright, so Mighty Ducks and Little Giants, they both, um, they both have ups and downs on creating their teams, and they have, uh, mid-season acquisitions. So, Mighty Ducks, they get Fulton Reed, the Enforcer, and Banks, who they get from the rival team, who's their best player, because he lives in their district now. Then, Little Giants, they get Junior, because he's able to throw toilet paper into a shopping cart, <laughs> and they get Spike for one practice. So, Justin, who do you think, who do you, who do you think had better midseason acquisitions? Well, I think uh, probably the um, the little giants, just because they got to see firsthand what kind of monster Spike was in practice. Yeah, and I would I say. That, go ahead. Sorry, I thought you. Were no, talking. I was just saying. I think that really kind of opened their eyes to like what uh, what the competition was going to be like down the down the line. What they were going to have to bring, and plus, Junior. Without Junior, they wouldn't have even been able to get any plays off. Yeah, I would. I would. Who was I their quarterback that, before him? I think it was Icebox. She was going to because she they ran she plays quarterback. Cat. Yeah, because she plays quarterback when he gets hurt, and we'll get right. into that later. But uh, I I think that uh, I always laughed at the part in Mighty Ducks when they go and they're going to tell Banks that basically he uh, he lives in the wrong district for him to play on the team he's playing in. So <laughs> dad is just like, my son would rather not play than play for you. And it's like, God, dude, you know, like just suit him up, man. I mean, they take it so seriously, dude. And the coach from, uh, from the Hawks, he's like, he's like the most petty peewee coach I've ever seen. Like he, he has a Hawks letterman jacket and he keeps bringing up all of Bombay's failures from like 20 years before like did anybody else think that that was weird yeah well let's not forget though that uh o'Shea um wouldn't even let his own niece be on his team because yeah she's a girl and she was like one of the best players but other than spike and i know they didn't have spike at the time but i'm just saying she's probably the best player on the field yeah i feel like that I feel like that wouldn't like. I feel like that movie was kind of ahead of its time a little bit, like with the progressive movement. You know, like girls can girls can do everything that guys can do in this. Um, you know, because in this movie she is like the best player, but he he strictly tells her she can't play because she is a girl. I mean, that was the only reason she didn't make the team. Yeah, that's actually, a. That's a- so everyone that didn't get picked for the Cowboys was that's who the little giants were made up of was like yes. everyone that didn't get picked, but they did yeah. pick a few people up off the streets. Like that little kid that was riding that, uh, toy horse outside of the, uh, that <laughs> Dude, shopping that center. He said, he said, do you like football? He said, no. He's like, do you want to play? He said, no. He's like, good. You can be on our team. Yeah, dude. That, I think that kid scores a touchdown later. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was yeah, made up of like hot hands. The kid with the peanut butter and jelly in his helmet. Uh, yeah. The other the ice other box. little kid. The other little blonde headed kid. The one with the nose bubble. The no, bubble. he he. They got him later. Oh. I don't know where they. I can't remember where they got him from. 
I think oh, he just his, showed up. Yeah, his mom. His brought mom him just brought him. Yeah, because she wants him to play more sport or to you know get out of the house more or something. And um, but yeah, and then so mighty both movies have a have like a weird training regimen. You know, mighty ducks. Uh, let's talk about their training for a little bit. They uh, they start off just completely trying to cheat. Like everything he has them doing, taking falls, acting hurt. I've, <laughs> how does the thing go where um, where it's like their little chant? It's like, take the fall, get hurt, and then something else. I forgot what the last thing was. Yeah, that but that's all they're working on. And then, Justin, you, you know what part I'm going to talk about. Can you go into the mindset of Charlie when he was being asked to take a fall and to act hurt in the game. Yeah. That stick was up his, in his face mask and he just was there. He had those two guys just, just trying to get the puck. And, uh, I think that kind of showed the heart of the mighty ducks. I think, I, I think in that moment they realized they had a trilogy on their hands <laughs> because it was, it was, it just showed what kind of kids they were, you know, and the Bombay was trying to, was actually trying to be like the thing he hated. You know, yeah, he was doing the things that he hated that other coach did when he was playing for him. The I just remember even as a kid, man, I was sitting there and I was thinking like, dude, that guy's gonna get an eye put out, and you know, one, he's not listening to his coach, which you should always listen to your coach. Two, he he just has this like look of like defiance, you know, like Justin said, that kind of I think that's where he kind of learned or the, the team really kind of started saying like, Hey man, this guy could be a captain for our team in, you know, five, six years. Um, and then, so going to the little giant side, they're basically just doing like calisthenics and they got that nerdy kid over there writing up plays. Is that nerdy kid? Is that the dude? Is that the kid from uh, boy meets world? No, he looks yeah. like him though. That's not Are the same sure? kid. That's not Minkus. I don't think so. No, dude, I think it might be. No, it's not. pull it up. Pull it up. Dallas, Google that real quick. Got it. Jamie, pull it up. <laughs> um, so then they go. Um, so let's let's talk more about what I think are two of the um, probably the two heavy hitters in this movie, and that's Spike and uh, Fulton. So who who do you think if they if those two were to be out on the playground and and get into some fisticuffs who who do you think would come out on top of that one? But uh, between the Mighty Ducks and the Little uh, Giants? No, dude. Between Spike and Fulton. Oh gosh, Spike. dude. Spike because Spike has been in, like genetically engineered to kill. Um, his, his father, you know, in the movie, you know, every night rubs down his legs with evaporated milk. And so that, you know, Fulton has his, you know, Fulton comes from a tough background, but Spike was basically, I think it was insinuated that he was made in a laboratory. I I think I'm going to take Fulton because I feel like Fulton is, Spike is just a kid that's strong. Fulton is a kid that we actually see him be an enforcer in the movie. Like he, uh, he like beats up those two kids who are picking on someone. 
And so Real I think quick, actually, it's not it's not Minkus. It's not no, Minkus. It's not. Okay. But I think Fulton's been in more fights. So if I'm if I'm trying to go with a fighter, then I think he would because he's just used to being like he's more in tune with that fighting nature. Does but that make sense? Spike spoke about pain. himself in the third person. He was the That's first true. one to start doing that. So you know That's a dude's true. real tough when they speak about themselves in the third person. Well, and he was and, left in refrigerators. And he yeah, was, was like gonna, nine. I was gonna ask, how much do you think how much do you think that is? How much do you think a refrigerator weighs? Mm, three hundred pounds. Think so? Probably. Maybe yeah, two. I mean he's just I mean he's got that on his back just like it's nothing, man. Do you and think then, that was foreshadowing <laughs> for the film since he was lifting refrigerators and he was playing against Icebox? I've never thought of it that way, but that's, yeah, that's a really good point. Fil- you're getting too film school on this movie, man. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if they ever did. There was, hit, there was a bunch of hidden messages in Little Giants. Yeah. Dude, he was he was unpacking their U-Haul. They just moved in, man. Yeah, but they like. But they could have had him moving anything. He could but have been the moving refrigerator a, was the biggest thing that they probably had to move. He could have been moving a Chester drawer. Exactly. Dude, that they weren't they were in a really small house. I don't you think they ever showed the house. You can still fit like a, a cabinet or something moved there. The house. <laughs> Dude, remember after he drops that thing off, and he's sitting there and he's talking about how fast he can run the forty in, and then his. The dad puts his arm on the the fridge and he starts doing chin ups <laughs> on the arm. Like That's I think that might be kid, I think that was might... bred to perform at the highest level. So you don't think that if he knew a fight was coming with Fulton that he wouldn't train? Dude, when you're on the playground, when do you have time to go it's not like somebody tells you, Hey man, it's not UFC. You don't go, Hey man, on March fourteenth, me and you are coming right here and we're gonna we're going to go at it. But you have to remember, Fulton is a sensitive guy, though. Like, Not he's the a, first he, he, one. Yeah, he is. I don't think. Why? Why would you think that? Because he, he's an enforcer on the ice, but Fulton is a very quiet, misunderstood guy. Like, everybody's so afraid of him, but he really just wants to be out there making friends. But see, he's not even like a tone dude or anything. Like, Spike would destroy him. Yeah, see, dude, man, Spike easily, man. Because Fulton, Fulton just doesn't have. He was he overcompensating wasn't... for his lack of strength with his attitude, and Spike, he he didn't have to do that, but he did. He still had an attitude. But... Uh, see, I, I just disagree with you. I mean, I think you are looking too much into the physical nature of, of these guys. Well, it's yeah, all about... usually in a fight, uh, physical nature plays a big part in it. <laughs> it's all about it's all about mentality, though, man. Yeah, and Fulton, when he gets rocked by one of Spike's left hooks, that's going to be – I don't really – I mean, th- you know, they would never fight, but I just think that Spike – like I said, dude, the the guy was just, like, ripped like a, a 30-year-old in that movie. Okay, but it's like, for instance, take, uh, take LeBron James, okay, when he was in high school, or like Shaq, okay? How many fights do you think those guys ever got in? Like nobody's gonna like go up to those guys and fight them. It's like when you see these NBA guys and they get in fights, and they they look like they've never thrown a punch in their lives, and it's because they probably haven't. Like nobody's ever been big enough for them to like challenge them. So that's kind of what I think would happen with Spike. But they're so strong, it doesn't like it. They don't have to know how. 
I don't think. Spike's own dad was afraid of him. Are you forgetting that Fulton broke that entire thing? And then later on, I mean, this is part two, but later on he hits that puck so hard that it, that guy takes off the glove and it's like imprinted in his hand. Okay. But they're not going to sit there slinging around hockey pucks in the fight. And they're not going to be lifting refrigerators. No, but if you can lift a refrigerator, you can lift the Fulton. <laughs> All right. I, I don't know how that – I don't He'd think that's – He'd be tossing him up in the air like pizza, though. Dude, he's got a – Fulton would get low. Dude, we need to look at how many people Spike gave CTE to because he was <laughs> leveling people in those practices. <laughs> like he was – I mean that was a that that was a health issue for sure. What one of my favorite lines from that from that movie is when he um he's sitting there and like Icebox tackles him or something and he gets mad and he he goes he he says something he goes you berserko Barbie doll he goes when you mess with Spike you mess with death and that's this what is I'm like saying a, this is like a ten year old that's uh, what we're getting at man the mentality he he he's he's bred to tackle. And to kill. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't all. know if I don't ever remember seeing a he was bred to kill. But we'll, we'll what I love about it. Spike though is his character did not have a traditional character arc. He came in one way and he finished the movie the same way he started. Like yeah, he got humbled a little bit by Icebox, but like I'm glad they didn't make Spike like uh, at the end tried to make him like a uh, you know like help somebody up or some crap. Yeah, like that. yeah, okay. I, that would have pissed me off. I like how Icebox got the best of them, but um, yeah, dude, Spike's one of the great kid movie villains for sure. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, let's let's move on and talk a little bit more about um, about Coach Riley, the the Hawks coach from Mighty Ducks. He, um, like I said earlier, man, he just takes this shit way too seriously. And you know, when I was like, he gets paid. I'll. I don't think he gets paid, but my thing is this. When I was a kid and up until, you know, probably like high school, I was like, I was like, oh, okay, you know, this, this is kind of ridiculous. Like no coaches are like, th- are like that at that, you know, coaching that age. And dude, I found out real quick, um, refing like peewee sports and stuff like that. Like that's a mild version of some of the shit I've seen coaches act like, but, um, but let's let's get into first how this team. First of all, they have banners hanging. From, I guess they have their own rink and they have banners hanging everywhere. That's how money they brought into the city. <laughs> I guess. They could afford. I mean, there that's the city's like that's their USC Trojans. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's sitting there, and the first time he sees uh, Bombay is when they play each other and it's before the game and they're looking up at the banners and there's that one second place banner. And he goes, he goes, you know, I wish they would just rip that one down. <laughs> it's like, damn, dude, that happened 20 years ago. You won like every other year than that. And you're going to bitch about that one play. And Bombay was a beast. He was like the best player ever. How do you think he yeah. treated the, the guy that never got in? Yeah, but it's, you know, th- th- I think that's why, uh, it was so rewarding when they, when Bombay was able to use his trickery and get it. Cause didn't, wasn't he a big, uh, part of like how they found out that banks should be on their team? Actually, Hans found out. 
Oh, okay. And he relayed the info to – he was kind of like uh, Belichick. You know, like he gave the info, you know, or Hans was the was the guy with the camera filming the practices, and he told the information to Bombay. Yeah, because, I mean, this is jumping ahead to D3, but in, even in D3, Bombay is able to uh, – they use – you know, his lawyer skills come into play in D3 as well. So, yeah, I feel like they had to do that because they were like, hey, man, this guy was a lawyer, like a top-notch lawyer, and we really haven't shown that since the beginning part of D1. Yeah. But – um, and uh, – oh, and then – so then um, the last thing that he that he does that's really shitty is he orders that kid – and th- this is something that's in both movies is they order a kid to literally take out the other team's best player. And this is another one of my like favorite lines – um, from Mighty Ducks is when he he hits Banks into that thing, and the kid who's like, because you know all these kids used to be friends, and that one kid is checking on him, and he looks up at the other guy that did it, and he goes, he goes, "What'd you do?" And the guy goes, "My job." I mean, dude, I mean that's just a killer right there, dude. In fact, I think if that kid got in a fight with any with Spike, he'd kick the shit out of Spike. Gosh, dude, dude, Spike you underestimate hockey. Spike. Yeah, and I don't really like it either because Spike and it could learn hockey in a week. He'd learn. Dude, you'd have to learn. He how would to go skate out there first. And, and, dude, he'd be skating barefoot. Oh, he'd be out there barefoot, <laughs> dude. Possible. He'd be out there barefoot skating on the. On His those feet guys. would stick to the ice, dude. Not spikes, because you again, he's got evaporated milk on his feet. <laughs> No, it's not on his feet, man. He rubs that on his calves. You don't think they'd put it on his feet? Dude, that shit's so creepy, dude. And then, so, uh, so then the dad and little giant, Spike's dad, tells him, he, he, he like runs over to him and grabs him by the face mask and he tells him to take out Junior. And, um, so of course he spears Junior in the back, probably cause disc misplacement for the rest of his life. Um, we haven't talked about we haven't, haven't talked about one very. Uh, I think this is what caused you, Chris, to hate watching people eat. Is we haven't talked about Icebox eating those powdered donuts. Yeah, dude. And that I'm surprised bad. you haven't mentioned it, considering how much you hate watching people eat. I still think about how disgusting. It, it's I, not. I can't stand watching people eat powdered donuts, and I think it's because of that movie. She's like spying on Junior. He's got all that freaking powdered donuts all over her face. I don't. I don't really have an issue watching people eat. I have a problem hearing people eat. That's my problem. You I don't want to hear you chewing. Eating those donuts without any drink. No, dude. Dude, and she and and that's another thing is she like she literally looks like a homeless person. She has dirt all over her face. She's got powder from the donuts all over. But that's what I respect about Junior, man, because Junior always saw what she really was, you know? And Junior, let's be honest, man. He was into uh, uh, Ed O'Neill's daughter at first. Uh, Well, her personality, man. She was into him more. She was into him more. Yeah, if you really remember that, Dallas, she was making all the moves. And Junior was just kind of like whatever, and then later on, Junior actually kisses Icebox. Another thing that these two movies have in common is great trick plays. So Mighty Ducks got the flying V, and then 
Little Giants has the annexation of Puerto Rico. I, uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, the Flying V is the greatest play in all of sports movies. Uh, it's the great, it's the single greatest play in the history of sports movies. Um, that's, it can't be stopped. The only time it is ever stopped is in D3. And the only reason it stopped in D3 is because they were running it against the varsity when they weren't even supposed to be on the ice with them in the first place. I thought it got stopped in D2 as well. I thought the... But you know what? That doesn't count because that's on... International that's, that's, soil? That's in the Olympic. That's international ice. <laughs> so what I'm um, saying is, is the flight B with Conway's triple deke are two of the most unstoppable plays in the history of sports movies. Yeah, I'd say Triple Deke is more unstoppable. How did they even implement the the Flying V that quickly too? Because that team couldn't even that team's turnaround. I mean, I get it's great coaching, but man, how they were able to get everybody on the same page for that play is amazing. Dude, annexation of Puerto Rico takes way more team cohesion than Flying V. But Dude, that's a the annexation play. of Puerto Rico would never work on a ninety-nine yard play like that, especially. When you got the what he was the center running it back, I mean Alex, that just Alex, he runs it he runs it for like twenty and then he yeah, does he runs the lateral it for like twenty or, yards he runs it for like Alex, twenty yards and then laterals it. We're talking about a movie where one a kid has tar on his hands to catch passes or whatever that is. <laughs> it was effective. Secondly, we forget. That Icebox was a cheerleader for the first half, bro. And then <laughs> yeah, she comes off the field. Shouldn't that void her play? Because, like, used to, if we missed, like, first period of school, we couldn't play in a game that day. So as when long, she missed the first half, like. As long as she's on the active roster, I think that she's okay. Yeah, but can you be yeah. on the active roster and be a cheerleader at the same time? I mean, that. Honestly, that's something. Yeah, Dallas, these, are, these are nine and 10 year olds. I think that's something for the city okay. council. To really... Well, they got an NFL team to come in, so I don't know. They must have been something special. So okay, that wasn't, wasn't just... Dallas. That wasn't. It's not like they called them, dude. They're, the Madden bus broke down. Yeah, but and... you think John Madden? Oh, they were asking. Get off they were. The... They were asking for directions. And that right. really reinvigorated John Madden's passion for football because he yeah. learned some things from those kids. He learned more from those kids than those kids learned from him. But like I said, back to the flying V. It is an incredible play. It takes unbelievable coordination. And, again, I don't know of any other play in a sports movie that off the top of my head that I was like, man, that that is an unstoppable play. Uh, Maybe the picket fence and Hoosiers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, if you're talking about just straight play. Oh, what about the play from uh, Major League where he he acts like he's going to hit a home run and then he bunts it? Those are professionals. These are but it's these still are unstoppable. kids. Still a great play. Uh, have you ever seen at like like you know back when we were playing, you had to run the most basic of plays. The flying yeah. V is something pros couldn't even run properly. I don't think. It Dude, incredible. it's just a damn V, and then they pass the puck up. Like you yeah. make it sound like, but nobody knows where the puck is. Dude, the uh, better. The puck? Uh, I, I'll I'll argue that that's not even the best trick play in Mighty Ducks. I think a better play is the Statue of Liberty puck. When Fulton acts like you know he practiced all those slap shots before the game, and all the kids are terrified that they're going to get killed. So then when he comes in the game and he winds up, and then that other kid comes in, and then they end up passing it. 
to the kid uh, right there by the goal, or or the one where they had that girl who's about who's a ice skater and she's just spinning around. Here, here, I'm just gonna say real quick. Yeah, I mean that's but that's we're getting into D two now. No, that's D one. Dude, D one is uh, has the has the girl that does the because her and oh, her brother. Oh, sorry. Just, for a minute, I th- thought about the the kid who gets to go on the ice and rope a player from D two. Sorry, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he gets to go out of the ice. He gets and all he gets is like a yeah, he gets he a two minute minor. <laughs> yeah, he gets a two minute minor. But what I love about both movies is the Mighty Ducks has uh, it's like co-ed teams. You know, and even with little giants, it's like ice boxes in there, and it's cool because it's like, you know, it was just cool because, it, you know, you never even thought about uh, why, why you're watching the movie. It never even like came up. It just was like how it was. You know what I mean? Like, like they were just on the team. It wasn't yeah, like a big like. A, a, yeah, and it wasn't like. It wasn't a thing where you were like, man, Icebox shouldn't be playing football. She's gonna get like Icebox was a beast. Like she was gonna. You know, if anybody was going to get hurt, it was the other person that was hit, she was hitting. Um, yeah. And then they just um, they just found like good ways to to incorporate, like you said, co-ed teams. Because I mean, uh, I know some places have that. I, we didn't have that where we were growing up. You know, they had like a separate girls' league and a, and a boys' league. But um, but you know, they probably didn't have enough girls to create a team of strictly girls. So I, I just, I, I really like the way that they did it. And you, and you never felt like they were just added as filler. Like they all had like a really good purpose on the team and they, and they all contributed in great ways. Um, let's talk about, uh, team building moments. So, but what, what do you, what do you think are, is a better team building moment? Um, you have the, when the mighty ducks get their jerseys and they're doing the quack, 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 you know, or, in uh, Little Giants, when Junior gets hurt and Spike is going off the field, and I can still see his face like doing this, like he's going off the field and he's just like laughing at a uh, icebox, and then so she goes in the locker room, changes, and then comes out, and um, <laughs> Spike's dad goes, "Whoa!" He goes, "He goes, what the hell is that cheerleader doing out there?" And Ed O'Neill's like, "That's no cheerleader, that's my niece," and she's pissed, and she just goes on and like. Goes on like a freaking Mike Singletary tear. Dude, she's like Lawrence Taylor out there. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, Lawrence dominating, dominating both sides of the field. Does she play the second half in her cheerleading skirt? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. She has. She has up. She has like a her shoulder pads, pads but she doesn't have the pads like the leg pads. Did she yeah, puts that eye black on underneath yeah. the eyes. Um, but yeah, I mean, my favorite team. I mean, you're also forgetting about when they have to pass the egg, dude, on Mighty Ducks. They're passing that egg across the ice. Yeah, Remember they're, they're that was, passing that was those eggs. Too. But yeah, by far the Mighty Ducks, uh, quack quack quacks are great. Like you know, actually, I, I take that back. The um, the the jersey's a good moment, but when they're they get they all get detention, and they and he comes in and talk and is talking to him, you know, and this is kind of when they get back together. That's the moment I'm in. I kind of combined two of them, but um, but yeah, I mean those those are just cool. And the thing I loved about these movies, and I wish they would make movies like this now, like everything's animated, is they were just. I mean, I could watch these movies now and enjoy them just as much as when I was a kid. I mean, they're just good movies. It's not like something that you have to watch when you're, you know, 
growing up or whatever. Uh, they're, they're just good movies and they have, and I think they teach really good lessons too, you know, about teamwork and, you know, fair play and stuff like that. And, and I, I just, I wish they would make more movies like they did when we were growing up, um, instead of all the animated stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's, let's, I'm going to talk about one more thing and then we'll, we'll pick our winner. Um, we got to talk about, Charlie Conway and the evolution of him as a player from movie to movie. So in the first Mighty Ducks, he is literally like Dr. Magoo. I mean, he is the worst player on the team. He's always screwing up. They're always yelling at him because he's screwing up. Um, Dr. Magoo. Mr. Mr. Magoo. Magoo. Whatever. He's not a doctor. Mr. Magoo. No. What? How would he be a doctor? He would be <laughs> He's blind. If he got a doctor. Oh, so the, so you're going to tell me there's no blind doctors? I hope no, not. there's blind doctors, but Mr. Magoo, isn't Mr. Magoo, doesn't he always make mistakes? Yeah, he like falls off buildings and that's always ends up on and grip. Dude, and people, you know, like that's before they had all those ramps and stuff. Yeah, I think he was a heart surgeon. I'm going to be honest with you. I had no clue. I had no clue Mr. Magoo was blind. Yeah. Oh. I'm serious. I just thought Mr. Magoo was like he just always messed up. Well, he's not like blind like Stevie Wonder, but he wears like thick, thick glasses. Yeah, he can't see very well. Yeah. Okay, that's not blind then. That's no, pretty dude, much blind. Basically, what he is is he's like legally blind, but he doesn't want to admit that he's blind. Yeah. Didn't Steve Martin play him in the in a movie? No, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Wasn't Steve Martin? No, it was Leslie Nielsen. Oh, uh, Steve Martin played Black Panther. I mean, not Black, <laughs> not yeah. Black Panther. <laughs> dude, I was Pink Martin Panther. Pink Panther. <laughs> I was about to say, man, yeah, dude, that, we really got to get – Hollywood's really got to get more diverse. <laughs> yeah, dude, Steve Martin playing T'Challa. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine him saying Wakanda forever? No. Uh, so, so Charlie, uh, first movie, he's awful, okay? He, he hits the game winner to win the championship. And then in the second one, Justin, t- tell us where, where uh, Charlie Conway is in the second Mighty Ducks, what his role is. He's an assistant coach. He, he gives up his spot to Banks so that Banks can play, and he's coaching the damn game. He's his helped- team went from being junior league, the, the bottom of the bottom, to the following season, playing at the junior Goodwill Games. Yeah, overseas. Think that about is that. an incredible turnaround for any team. <laughs> yeah, dude. If that was now, like Bombay would be like they they would have a thirty for thirty. And their entire team made yeah. the, it's supposed to be the best players in the U.S. Their entire team, not one player from the Hawks, made it. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone. That's another weird thing is like on the Ducks, made their whole team makes it, but they only pick like four or five other people from around the whole nation. And and then they, they had Goldberg as the starter. One kid goal. isn't even good at hockey, really. He's just super fast. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we thought you could use some speed, Bombay. So we got this figure skater. It's like, dude, he had every like you couldn't have found a really fast player that's played hockey. But I don't uh, want to rip on D two because it's a great movie. It's it's the worst but of the three. It's the worst of the three, but it's still great. I still loved it because it was like just cool that they were. Uh, I still to this day remember that Iceland is very green and Greenland is covered in ice because of that 
date that Bombay's on with the Iceland coaches. Uh, is it his wife or is that the coach? No, it's not his wife. She just she just helps the team. I don't even think she's a coach. Okay. She's just wait, like wait, wait, we're getting off track, but yeah, yeah. it's an incredible Isn't Bombay. Turnout. Wasn't he hooking up with Charlie's mom in the first one? Yeah. Yeah, so what you say uh, hooking up, but I think in the movie they were dating. Well, I don't know what happens when you date. That that's they, for the No, I don't think Bombay. You know Yeah, I mean this that's movie his whole reason to coach. coach. So yeah. The Mighty Ducks is because of Charlie's mom. Mm, that's how no. Well, no, he has to, Dallas. See? Yeah, he, he had to. to at the beginning, but why'd he stick with it? Because he he grew he he grew to really respect those kids and he wanted to help. Yeah, them. I don't think he was doing it. To... Bombay saw himself in Charlie a little bit with this heart. Bombay saw himself in Charlie's mom. What? Come on, dude. And it's their kids' movies. Yeah, you sick son of a bitch. Honestly, yeah, but that, well, the Little Mermaid used to the cover of the Little Mermaid used to have a penis on it. So. Oh my. Okay. Um. Let's get back to Charlie. I feel like we we really got off topic. Well, here's um, the thing. Dallas has never seen any of these movies. I just figured that out, Chris. <laughs> he hasn't seen either of them. <laughs> yeah, he, I've seen Little Giants a thousand times. I don't times. think he's seen these movies. <laughs> so he wanted to take it to a place that was going to get him out of having to answer a question about plot lines. Um, I will I will say this. I, Dallas has been a lot more quiet every time – Mighty Ducks is brought up. I will say that. Yeah. Seen, but, I'm not, a, I'm not as familiar with Mighty Ducks as I am Little Giants. But uh, but let's finish out Charlie. So and then Charlie in the third movie is all of a sudden their best player, and he is all of a sudden the unspeak the uh, unquestioned captain of the team. Like okay, what? but you have to remember what he has sacrificed up to that point. Dude, he hasn't sacrificed anything. Dude, he sacrificed everything. He didn't what? get to play in the Junior Goodwill games. He became an assistant coach. That's a captain move. He was the first one to challenge Bombay in D1. Captain move. He gets there on the third one. He's a little cocky, yeah, but that coach doesn't make him captain. He has to earn it by playing two-way hockey in D3. Then it's no longer Captain Tebid or TBD. It is Captain Conway at the end of the movie. So he has earned that, and I don't think they've ever insinuated that he was like the best on the team. I still think Banks was the best. Dude, I don't know. I, th- I I will say this. He must have been good enough to go play overseas because he was trying to get Fulton to go play uh, <laughs> under, like, seventeen the 17-year-old league hockey in Canada. Yeah, they gets pissed off because Fulton doesn't want to leave the country with him. Yeah. Um. All right, so both of these movies, I think we, we can both agree, are, are great. Um, they're two of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, even to this day, I would still put them as like, if I'm rating best sports movies, they're still in my top 10, um, to this day. So, uh, Justin, um, or let's start with Dallas. Cause I have a feeling I know what Dallas's answer is going to be. Well, Dallas <laughs> hasn't seen either of them. So <laughs> I'm really excited to hear his choice. So Dallas, uh, between Mighty Ducks and Little Giants, which one do you think is superior? Uh, well, I think you already know the answer. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, cause I've, I watched Little Giants a thousand times when I was a kid. Didn't watch Mighty Ducks that often. I've seen it a couple times, but, uh, uh, yeah, Little Giants is superior by far to me. 
Why? Tell us tell us some It's just a better movie all around. A lot more happens <laughs> in the movie. Uh, to me, like more twists and just I don't know, it's just more entertaining too. Who's the best character in Little Giants? Oh. Uh probably most memorable, most memorable character. Most memorable? Well, at the when I was a kid, the funniest to me was that little kid that had the glasses. <laughs> Yeah, he was the funniest to me at the time. Who but. put the cup? Who put the cup and said, "Is this a mouth? Is this what I'm supposed to?" And he puts it like, doesn't he put like a cup like as like no, a that was mouth the little or something? Cowboy that's the cowboy kid. kid. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> no, he's the kid, dude. That's walking onto the field, and he looks like the Michelin Man because he's got all those pads. <laughs> yeah. And my mom said she didn't want me to get hurt. Yeah, she said the she said the equipment you gave me wasn't enough. Yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, Justin, w- which one do you think is better? I just want to add this before I answer. We we never talked about Rick Moranis, and I th- and I think we need to remember how good that dude was in the eighties and nineties. He was yeah. In, he, he, he he's was been a part great. of some awesome movies. Yeah. Honey this he was in uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Ghostbusters had a small part. Yeah. I mean, he was like you know, uh, wasn't he in Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, dude. he's been a part of like some big movies. Um, uh, My Blue Heaven. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, we forgot to talk about him, and I just wanted to add yeah. it real quick that yeah, he was it, really good in that. Yeah, he was great. But my, uh, this is tough because I I love both these movies as well, and they both have, they're both the same genre of movie, but like, it's hard to pick. But if I had to pick. I would pick Mighty Ducks, and I'm cheating a little bit because, like, I love the whole trilogy of Mighty Ducks. So when I think about the first movie, I'm I'm really thinking about all three of them. But I mean, it's a sl- it's it's an edge. I won't even say slight edge. I like it a little bit more, but um, but both movies are fantastic. I love both of them. But if I had to pick a winner, since it's movie death match, um, I'm gonna give the edge to Mighty Ducks just because, um. You don't see a whole lot of movies on hockey. Like you see, like you see a ton of football movies. There hasn't been a ton of like, like that's the first kind of one that I remember seeing, like kids sports movie like that. You know what I mean? So yeah, I thought that was kind of. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Mighty Ducks too on this one. This is really tough though because if if I was to like if somebody was to say, hey, what's a really good movie like sports movie for kids? These two would be the, these two and Sandlot would be between the three I'm picking, and it would it, be really tough to choose. I, I think I think Mighty Ducks. I think it'd be easier for adults to like Mighty Ducks because it's more of like a. Um, I think it's got more serious like themes in it. Um, but Little Giants, man, is, is hilarious. It, well, it Little is, Giants is like slapstick, wouldn't you say? Like kind of a slapstick. Type yeah, it's comedy. it's more like um, physical humor. I'll, I'll put it this way, like. Comedy wise, it's it's more kind of like uh, Mighty Ducks to me is more kind of um, like forty year old virgin or you know like a comedy where it's interesting. Like, nah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, explain that well, comparison. <laughs> well, maybe I picked the wrong movie, but what I'm thinking is is like a like a smart comedy, like it's more um, high level, you know, stuff and like themes. But Little Giants is kind of like Dumb and Dumber, you know what I mean? Like it's more. You know, they have the dad like uh, jumping out of the window trying to tackle that thing in the living room, and um, and there's just some a lot more silly stuff in it. 
But, uh, but yeah, I mean, both movies are awesome. But if I had to pick one, I'm just going to go with Mighty Ducks. And, and again, probably kind of cheating a little bit, but, you know, the whole trilogy is just good, you know, and they have the, they have so many characters that are memorable and, um, and they don't focus too much on just one character or one person. And that's what I like about Mighty Ducks is the kids are like, like, you know, little, as funny as Little Giants is, the kids are kind of like one dimensional character. And again, I, I know it's a kids movie. I'm not trying to get too deep into like the film side of it, but the kids on a uh, Mighty Ducks, man, are like really good characters. Like a lot yeah. of them like have their own, like even Banks, like, you know, you feel sorry for Banks throughout that movie. Yeah. You know, because yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not going funny. from like a great team to play. They're not near as funny, but that's what I'm saying. I, we're talking about like, what's a better movie. I'll agree that there's probably more like silly, funny moments in little giants where it's just like, you're kind of just chuckling, but in terms of like a better movie and what I think's like the better kid sports movie, I'm, that's why I give the edge to Mighty Ducks because it's got a lot. It's got the comedy. It's got the drama. It's got the the action on the ice is really good. Um, and and I'll, also I'll say that too is um, I'll definitely say that to me Little Giants is funnier. But you know not only uh, Banks like you you really do feel bad for him you know having to leave all his friends and and not play. But also you uh, at that same time you kind of you start feeling bad for Jesse too because he was the star. And now, you know, Banks is the star of the show and he's kind of having to learn to kind of take a back seat. And then but at the end, they become friends and, um, you know, and, and then you have Conway, who's just, you know, his, his mom, you know, he doesn't have a dad in the picture. He's he's trying to find like a father figure. And it's just got a lot, a lot of like things you wouldn't normally think would be in a kid's movie, you know, a lot of like themes and and things like that. So, um but again, I think they're both great movies. Uh, I just I would have to side with Mighty Ducks um, slightly over Little Giants just because I think it's a better overall movie. So, um, so I guess that's it. So I guess our winner for this death match is going to be Mighty Ducks. Uh, quack, quack, quack. God, I was I hoping you were going to. I would. Well, y'all should have chimed in. Cause that's well, like I didn't, the victory call. Yeah, but I didn't know you were gonna do that, and it just kind of right, threw me off. I didn't all right, here we go. No, uh, no. Let's. Else. <laughs> I didn't pick my <laughs> Yeah, dude, that'd be. I lost. That, yeah. So Dallas, do you want to say anything about? You didn't lose. You didn't lose. There's no lo- winners yeah, there's or no losers lose. in movie deathmatch. Other than well, Little yeah. Giant. Yeah. 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 I mean, Little Giants lost, but there's no winners or losers. You know what I mean? Not exactly. Like we just boosted. I'm just saying we just boosted their DVD sales. That's true. That's <laughs> they're true. both winners. I think they're only on VHS still. No, there's actually a thing I've had my eye on for a while. It's a, it's all three Mighty Ducks movies on DVD, and it used to be up at Hastings, and it was like 25 bucks. I never got it, and I haven't seen it since. <laughs> just buy it digitally. Do you know what the cover is? It's two hockey players in the in the middle of the ice, you know, like ready for the face off, and they're both uh like chewing gum, I guess, because like it's the you know you know when like you blow a bubble, both bubbles form one big bubble, and it says D one, D two, D three in the bubble. Well, I hope Justin, I hope they're chewing gum if they're blowing huge gum bubbles. <laughs> so I just, again, it, this is you know this is a podcast, so I have to make sure like I can't show people the cover of the DVD. 
Uh, that's true. So if I were to spit bubbles, I would think it's you know spit bubble. Mm, okay, I can I can kind of like that. The bubble that comes out of kids' nose from Little Giants. <laughs> God, <laughs> that shit is oh, funny, geez. man. <laughs> That shit is Let somebody funny. pop it. Yeah, he just reaches up and pokes yeah. it. <laughs> is that CGI? Ted, and another <laughs> I'll, I'll leave on this, man, but another great scene from from that uh from Little Giants dude is when they eat those uh Alka Seltzer tablets and it looks like they're all oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, I mean again, again, both movies are awesome. They're awesome. And they don't make movies, and I'm not, and I know everybody says this when they get older. It's honestly true though. They don't make movies like this anymore for kids. It's animated for the most part. Very rarely do you get these type of movies. I really think we kind of grew up in like the golden age of like live action kids movies. Yeah, but I will say this. I, I think I kind of also am glad. I, I would rather them not, you know, because they could sit there and just start read, you know, doing Little Giants too, and. You know, all right. these different things. And I, I kind of think that they were probably thinking, hey, man, we can't make movies better than these. So why – you know what I'm saying? Like let's just make something animated that, you know, we know our kids are going to go to. Oh, well, yeah, and those those animated movies – well, yeah, that's another topic. But, yeah, I mean they, they make so much money too, so I'm not – Yeah, I mean they just print them. I'm just saying it's awesome that they've – that we got to kind of grow up by watching those. And hopefully this newer generation – I'm sure they're going to like them too, you know, because those yeah. are kind of timeless movies. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, thanks, y'all, for um, checking out this episode. Let us know if you liked it or if you agree with our picks. Um, we're going to be uh, trying to do one a week of these. So if you have any ideas, let us know. You can follow the show on Twitter at Pod of Sarcasm. And we are also on Facebook. So. Thanks again, uh, guys, for joining me tonight and uh, hammering this out. So we will see you next time. Thanks.